they made a good, I'd say a top 35 team in college football look like the worst team in, in, in college football, like, like a junior college team. That to me is a sign of something special happening. What's up, Georgia football fans? My name is Scott Duvall, and you're listening to episode 276 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. On this show, you'll hear my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, and they discuss the details of Georgia's thrashing of UAB 56-7. to And before we begin this episode, make sure to stop by our podcast partners' restaurants, El Barrio, The Pine Bar, and The Root. They're located in Five Points here in Athens, Georgia. We thank them for being our podcast sponsor throughout the season. Uh, links to their websites and have you know further details of their menus, how you can find the location, even though I just told you they're in Five Points. It's all in the show notes of this episode. So without any further delay, here's Will to get us started. Hello, I am Will Leach. Welcome to the Waiting Since Last Saturday post-game podcast. After the 763 to, wait, they scored a touchdown after I left, win over UAB. But it was an offensive touchdown, so therefore it doesn't count. I'm Will Leach. I'm here with Tony, as always. Uh, Scott is uh, out doing something more important than this, apparently. I was there at the beginning of the game. I didn't hear these stats and boos. Did you hear them? I didn't. I'd say I, I'm sure they must have happened because people seem to comment on. I didn't hear them. Were they as loud as people say? I, 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 I was. I wasn't particularly excited to see stats and play quarterback either. But I didn't hear this like massive boo. Did you? I did not, and I thought that was very interesting. That that was something that came came out. I've seen a couple of places, so it had to have happened. Uh, I didn't so, hear anything like that, even in the slightest. And I was, I, mean, I was in the stadium. I was like, yeah, I was eating it up. Like I was so excited to be there. And I had to, I just didn't hear that like, at all. I, but apparently I mean, I heard it some, happened. You know, I heard some, um, you know, kind of like in blazing saddles around for Trump or whatever, you know, some murmuring, but um, you know, a, a couple of the, the less charitable among us might have made comments along the lines of, well, I guess Beck's going to transfer, but I mean, I, I, I didn't hear booze. Uh, but you know, whatever I, 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 if, if they heard booze, they heard booze. Um, I think all those booze were misplaced <laughs> when, you, <laughs> Fair to say. Fair when to you go, say. when you go five for five, uh, four of those are touchdowns, uh, in the first half for 245 yards. That's, that's what you get. Um, wow. So we play offense now, apparently. <laughs> I think my favorite of all the pass plays actually might've been the last one that didn't work. <laughs> because uh that one because i think you know, yeah. the, the, the first like four they just ran the same play on first down each time and they kept working and finally i just kind of loved that that monk and or kirby or whoever was just like let's just see if they're ever gonna put a second guy back there <laughs> and they finally did and you almost got like a bronze cheer from the crowd obviously I, i'm glad for sets have been i i'm glad he had that moment obviously there's no real quarterback controversy and honestly like the Carson Beck thing, like I don't, I don't, I honestly just don't care about that right now. <laughs> this team is awesome, and so the idea, like, whoa, what does this mean about Carson Beck's long-term future? Who cares? But they're awesome. This right. is incredible. Like, like I'm, that is the least of my concerns uh, right now because I, I don't think I don't think there's any reason to think that Daniels wouldn't have made those exact same throws. And I think that's a key thing to remember, not just just offensively and defensively. This is not Charleston Southern, and I think we you know we talked about that a little bit in the preview show. Like UAB is still favored to win Conference USA. Now you think that Georgia would always be able to handle a Conference USA team, no matter how good they are, and I think that's if they're going well, that's true. 
But this was the domination that you expect when you play Mercer. And they played somebody better than Mercer. Yeah, I think the the best way I can describe it is I I turned and looked at Tiffany. And she said, what do you think? And I turned and looked at her and was like, this is what elite teams do to average to good college football teams, right? And it felt um, uh, disorienting at times because we have, we Georgia fans have been to so many of these games where we know we're going to win, but it's like uh, 24 to 14. And, you know, there's seven things that you can nitpick. I mean, why can't, why can you nitpick uh, rush blocking a little, uh, maybe a lot in, in field goal kicking. Um, wow. You know, when you sit back and look at this game from the 40,000 foot view, there's monk and pull all the right levers. Um, we had a tight end wheel route touchdown. By the way, um, hat tip to uh, to Michael Borkowski, Bronx Stein at uh, the Get the Picture blog. He actually pointed out a play uh, last week against Clemson that ended up, uh, Daniels ended up getting sacked on. Uh, exact same play that uh, Brock Bowers got the wheel route touchdown on. And strangely enough, uh, the the coverage bit in exactly the same way for UAB that Clemson did. It's just um, the difference is, is that we didn't pick up a blitz uh, in the Clemson Clemson called there. Um, you know, overall though, when you, when you sit back and look, uh, and I, I want to ask you about, about Carson back in a moment, when you sit back and look at this, it's hard to argue that no matter, no matter how you look at this, Curry's pretty good at this, this coaching stuff, right? <laughs> I, I felt like he stayed out of the way. I mean, we were still, when Beck was in, we were still throwing the ball, which led to Carson Beck's interception. But um, I think you're right. This is exactly what teams do to Mercer. Let's not forget UAB blanked the Jacksonville state team that went down to Tallahassee and won last night. Um, so and I'm not, I'm not trying to do transitive property wins. I'm just saying that UAB is no slouch uh, and Georgia frankly made them look like an FCS team. So I, I would ask you, I, I mean, how did you feel? I mean, I realized you weren't excited about Stetson. tonight. I, I had my feels about that as well, but what did you think when you saw, when you saw Carson come in and play, well, you know, because a lot of the discussion until of course the third touchdown was, well, I, I don't understand why Carson's not in. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at a certain level, this is kind of the, the thing too. I'm happy for Stetson Bennett and I'm happy he had this moment, but like, this does not feel to me like, wow, Stetson Bennett won that game. But like they had that stuff. Like that's, that's, that's Monken. <laughs> like someone was yeah. going yeah. to throw, throw those touchdown passes because someone was there. And if you're good enough to be quarterback at Georgia, you're going to be, you're going to be able, uh, uh, the, the, you're going to be able to hit those passes. Cause it's not like those, like, Bennett's passes were good. I don't, I'm not saying they weren't, they were good passes, but like, they were not like, Oh, perfect threading of the needle. No quarterback in the world. Like those guys were open. <laughs> like those guys were wide open uh, pretty much from the get go. It is to his credit that he hit them. I also think JT Daniels and frankly back <laughs> would, would have, uh, would have hit, uh, hit some of those, or at least, at least uh, not put George in a position where they're all for incomplete or interceptions or something. Uh, sure. they're, they're, they're there. Right. So for me, the idea of, Listen, I, this has been brought up a couple of times, but like Beck is not like he's like he's uh, like barely a top 500 quarterback prospect. Like I'm not trying to disparage him on that. If Illinois had them, I'd be super excited. But this is Georgia. This is not like 
like the, this overarching terrible like oh wow are they going to upset are they going to upset Beck is he going to transfer I, I mean maybe I don't know I don't that is like the least of my concerns right now exactly you thank see, you did you see what they did like did you see what just happened and I think you know it's funny a friend of mine texted me during the game uh, yesterday and it's a friend of mine who's who is uh, uh, kind of wa- got wavered away from football in the last few years was trying to kind of get back to a little bit is trying to get back into it and and uh, and so he was excited but the Cleveland game obviously the Clemson game when he texted he's like wow so like I guess I we just kind of have to just uh, uh, the rest of the way we're really just snoozing it we can just snooze it for the rest of the year that's just what we do we snooze it the SEC championship game and I was like okay first off like snooze it is like a kind of a weird way to say watch the team I root for be dominant in a way that hasn't happened in the two to three decades. That's kind of a weird way to say that because I think this is something that maybe we like this, to me, Clemson was fun and that was a great game and a big win. I have to say, I, everybody has that pivot moment where you're like, Oh wow, this team is better than I thought they were. That's what Saturday was for me. Cause you, yeah, I agree. Not, bad like this is a good team this team's gonna win eight games at least like this is not a number they're gonna win they're probably gonna win conference usa this is a really good team they dominated them like they were playing howard like like they were playing like they you know they were they were playing lakeland college in matson illinois the idea to me that is what was so impressive about this game it's not that bennett wasn't good he was good it's not that any of that it's just that like they clearly just dominated this game. <laughs> they just dominated it from the beginning. They made a good, I'd say a top 35 team in college football look like the worst team in, in, in college football, like, like a junior college team. That to me is a sign of something special happening. Yeah, I, I agree. And that was kind of where, um, you know, cause Tiffany, like I said, where Tiffany and I were talking and she was like, how long are you going to stay? I was like, well, I'm, I'm going to stay towards well into the fourth quarter because we don't get to see this much. It feels, I mean, listen, I I've been fortunate over the last 10 years to see some really, really good football played. Um, but this team, you know, I think we all can agree. I think we can all can agree that the 17 team was a, uh, kind of a, a team of destiny. It was a very good football team. The 18 team might have been even a touch better, but you know, the 12 team, but none of those teams touch what this, I'd put it this way. All three of those teams playing their best players was still lost to this team. Right. Yeah. And uh, it might not have been close, which is crazy considering the talent we've seen It's crazy considering the football we've seen played in Athens. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think for a second that we couldn't be next Sunday talking about, Oh my God, I can't believe we only won 17 to 14. And we can talk about some other games around the college football sphere uh, in a few minutes, but right now all the levers being pulled are the right levers between uh, mocking on offense, landing on defense and the big picture stuff being called by Kirby. Yeah. And it's just, and listen, I understand that like none of this matters if, like wow, this is the best Georgia team of our lifetime of the last twenty years. I I agree. I think that, like this is something I love that eighteen team, that seventeen team too. But like this is, like, they weren't doing this. <laughs> like like they just weren't, and like they they didn't have four five stars stacked on five stars stacked on five stars uh, where the the ball being thrown all the dogs that uh, go after it on defense. Like there is something. But it doesn't matter if they're still just second in the country to Alabama. Like I'm aware of that. <laughs> like I, I certainly am aware of that. Just like everybody is aware of that. But I do think that like here's the thing that Georgia uh, Georgia fans do a lot that I think is weird. 
we get really frustrated when other people criticize like Kirby smart for not being good with quarterbacks or not going good with offense or any of that stuff. We get really frustrated uh, by that. But like the minute something as tiny and small as, Oh, he's starting Stetson Bennett over the guy that may not even be the starting quarterback might, might not even be the best freshman on on his own team. And certainly might not be the future of this team. And everybody freaks out. <laughs> like who cares? Like, like it's not a big deal. Daniels has not hurt them for that long. Like I, I understand. I got frustrated with it a lot last year too. He still like won a bunch of games <laughs> for the record. And, uh, and I think that that kind of idea, um, if you're, if that, I want to, if you were the person that heading into the game yesterday, was like, oh my god, what is Kirby doing? What is this guy doing? Uh, does, he doesn't understand. I, I think it might be time to take a step back <laughs> and like think yeah. about why you're watching this team, what you're trying to do. Listen, this doesn't mean blind support. I'm not even sure I agreed. Listen, heading that game, I probably would have wanted to start back as well. But like, also, I was not worried about losing this game, and like, I didn't know that they were. I, I didn't realize that they were this far ahead of UAB. I really don't care who played quarterback yesterday. Now, do I care who plays quarterback against Alabama or Florida or Auburn? Obviously, I care about that. But right now, if your team does this, like, don't sweat that stuff, man. Like, this is this is something special that's happening. And I think that if you are getting caught up in the in the little stuff like that and not kind of appreciating or or being like, oh, we just snooze it for the Alabama, you know, the Alabama game. Uh, it, it's a it's just the wrong way to look at it, man. Because this is there's something exciting happening. And I hope people can appreciate it. Yeah, and I think part of this, uh, part of what we're taking for granted here is that we, we've had a lot of conversations about, you know, uh, the Georgia fan base mood. And I think that's part, I think, plays into part of it. But I guess much like I was in 17, I'm, I'm just going to watch this game and have fun, right? And, and I was, I, I can't quite get my head around people that want to find reason to be upset over, like, the, the very worst thing. I mean, of course, this is hindsight, but the very worst thing that was going to happen in this game is that we were going to start a quarterback who didn't quite have it all there. Uh, and, you know, we were going to win 31 to 7 um, or nothing. I mean, right. They, they still, we still haven't given up. We've given up three offensive points this season. Um, I think it's important to, to remember that no matter who you started at offense right now, in, in some way, we have some runway to play with just because of how good the defense is. But I don't. I didn't get the feeling yesterday that Jeff Munkin, did I do it again? Todd Munkin, whichever the Munkins. Yeah, I can't, I can, I, for some reason I have a block. Um, whichever Munkin it is, is Colin plays for Georgia. He's not treating these games as throwaway games. He, he, they're out there trying stuff and you're right. They ran exactly the same play on first down three straight series. And it's like, okay, if you're just going to let us do this, we're going to do this because you know, heavens knows we need the game reps. Um, and everybody's like, well, but it's, but it's Stetson. It's not Carson. It's Stetson. It's not who who cares. The receivers, the blockers, all the other receivers that are, are not involved in the actual catch, they're all participating. So, put it this way, I would. I think all of us would much rather be where we are than say where Florida State is or um, Tennessee, who, who end up getting the win. But uh, or did Tennessee lose? I can't remember now. They lost. It's uh, oh yay! <laughs> Even better Saturday. Well, we got treated to a gorgeous day on uh and for an early september it was just it was a little warm in the stadium but that was the only thing wrong with the day it was a little warm in the stadium and the sun was behind the clouds the first half so i mean hey we got we got to go to campus it was fun there was crowds it was and georgia played really good football and beat a good football team by a bunch of points there's nothing there for me to be upset by
Yeah, and I guess we'll close with that with the idea. What did you think of the vibe there? I thought, you know, I, you know, I, I think it's, I mean, the crowd was, was mostly full. I felt like the tailgate environment was lighter uh, than I might have expected heading back in, but it's also worth knowing as we kind of, it was a constant conversation topic with people that I talked to at tailgates. But yeah. I think it's, I think there's something to be said about that, like, I, don't know, I think a lot of people may just not quite have been ready yet. And I think that is totally understandable and totally reasonable. And uh, I think it hopefully as the season goes along and there is a, a situation hopefully improves a little bit that that'll, that'll change a little bit, but I didn't think the environment was bad. It just wasn't that uh, um, uh, bum rush into tailgating and the first home game back with fans that we might've thought it was going to be in St. Jude. Yeah, I think that's probably right. And I, I have a feeling also we'll have some people, we'll be more people show up this week for the night game. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. And I, I agree. I was, you know, look, I was out there at 645 thinking, okay, this is going to be the first game back. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be a man house tailgating. And it was a late arriving crowd. I think a lot of people treated it. I, and I don't say this majority of a lot of people treated it like they did last week. Oh, I'm sorry, last year where they showed up to watch a football game and, and didn't really tailgate, which again, is fine. There were also, um, it was a sold out crowd, but it wasn't a capacity crowd uh, again. And I was fine with that. Um, I, and I felt like um, I felt like the the entire process went, I, I think, I just think the day was, it was great. It was great to get her, get her training wheels back on. Uh, the tailgate was, was fun. And uh, we had a great time. And I, I do want to say so thanks to Heath, uh, one of our, our listeners, uh, mm-hmm. P44 Haynes uh, on Twitter stopped by and gave us a, gave us a gift. He has, he provided our sustenance for our, our mm-hmm. podcast this week. So we do appreciate he doing that. And, uh, the other and, folks, received, and he received a lifetime invite to the tailgate. <laughs> if you're looking for your way to do it, that's a good way to do it. And now, now the ante has been raised now that he's huh. done it. Now, now we require back rubs and the, uh, and, and the maker's mark, but uh, certainly not, not, not a bad way to meet a guy. Yeah. And we were, we were very, I was very happy. I had a number of people, you know, walk by and yell Caligula at, uh, at, at me while I was, English. I was, I was very happy, but I was, uh, I mean, it's, it was like, I can't, I can't say enough how good it was to be back in crowds and, and for people to say hello. It just, it, it meant a lot to be and to see old friends, the folks we tailgate by, uh, the folks, you know, we haven't seen in two years that we sit around, uh, and, and, and that's a little bit, by the way, if you, you know, Scott's not with us right now, I mean, he's, he's alive. He's just not on the podcast. Uh, he has posted on his Instagram and a couple in the wait since last Saturday, Twitter handle some of his pictures. He took some, some fantastic pictures, both game action and pre and almost end of the game pictures. So, uh, take a peek at those and, and will, I think you're right. I, I I think people are just at this point looking for reasons to be upset. Uh, but by the way, we have South Carolina next week and uh, hey, not to be that guy, but things didn't go great last time we played them at home. So um, I think it's important for us to recognize we just might be in the midst of a special season and be okay with that. We're fine with that. Let's move. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> let's be in the midst of a special season. I am pro that. I'm going to be clear. I am, oh yeah. I'm right. Very, very pro that. Um, all right. Well, we're going to, we're taping on Wednesday uh, this week. We'll do the pregame on Wednesday this week. Cause I'm traveling on Monday and Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday uh, to, uh, to preview South Carolina, the undefeated South Carolina Gamecocks. So be prepared. And we'll also talk about like, Oh yeah, Florida state. Oh yeah. Ohio state. Oh yeah. Almost Texas A&M. Oh, oh by yeah. the way, welcome Texas to the sec. Yes. Our exactly. man, Sam Pittman, they got hog rushed. I got to tell you that game looks more interesting a little every single yeah. day. Good for him, man. Good yeah. for him. I mean, yeah. I mean, talk about like immediate turnaround, man, for crying out loud, winning, beating Texas in that game. That's huge. Good for him, man. And that wasn't a fluke win. They no. manhandled Texas. They made that quarterback that played so well last week. 
uh, look flustered to the point he got benched in the second half and they, they ran for 300 yards, 275 yards. It was a really, really good showing by an Arkansas team that is, I don't want to use scrappy. It's not the right way of putting it. They just manhandled them in Arkansas is, uh, I mean, I'm not ready to say they're going to threaten the, the very top of the SEC West, but I think they're going to make noise in it. Wow. This is a, uh, it's a fun, uh, yeah, it's funny. Yesterday was supposed to be the down week after like the crazy first weekend, like lot, like the Ohio state game changed the whole projection of a lot of things to be entirely honest. So it's setting up pretty well in a lot of ways. So we'll get into that more on Wednesday, but uh, welcome back everyone. Uh, it's excited to have uh, football back in Athens and uh, we get to do this again next week. And I'm now, excuse me, I'm about to go see uh, Jason Isbell tonight. So if we see you out there, uh, yell, yell uh, Caligula at me and, uh, and, and, or, or, and, and you'll, and you'll know, you'll know I heard you. I'll know who you are. Yeah. I'll see you there. Will keep the noise down, man. Some of us are trying to concentrate. Um, <laughs> all right. Have a good one, everyone. We'll see you all uh, on Wednesday. Be safe and go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back, like Will said, taping on Wednesday. Taping, yes. We're going to roll tape and tape it on a tape deck. Uh, no, just kidding. We're going to be recording it digitally, but we're doing it late Wednesday, so expect to hear the post-game, not the post-game, the pre-game show. I'm doing this out notes. We Expect to hear the pre-game show uh, sometime either late, late Wednesday or early Thursday morning. And, yes, make sure to stop by our podcast partner restaurants, El Barrio, The Pine Bar, and The Root. And, um, you know, since I wasn't on this episode, I thought Will and Tony might hit on it, but really my favorite play and, uh, maybe many of y'all's was Jordan Davis walking down the quarterback of UAB. Uh, I think he got maybe a one or two yard gain, but the man had the angle on him and he just tracked him down and the whole stadium went crazy. At least the section I was sitting in, in section 118, it set that on fire when he did that. So anyway, I'm done talking. Uh, Let let this uh, podcast episode be put up. And uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. Tweet us. We're at WSLS Podcast. And uh, we'll see you on campus next week. And as always, go dogs. Go dogs.